We want to take uh, time right in the beginning to understand that all that we do between now and the time that we have communion is focused on, on the church. This is an unusual night. I'm not sure we've ever done this before, but we're going to be uh, licensing. We're going to be ordaining. We're going to be serving communion, and we're going to be praying with each other. We've already done some singing, and we're just glad that you are here. And uh, there is some severe weather in our area, and we certainly want to be cognizant of that as we pray, especially up towards Sugar Land is what I was just showed a moment ago, and it looked okay for us on that that they showed me, but we care about those folks out there as well, so we need to really be praying about that. So tonight we're going to start with uh, licensing Josh uh, Sebron, uh, and Hudson uh, Hanks, our chairman of deacons, has Josh's licensing, and uh, this is the guy that has asked us to license him, and we have done that. And this is a formal presentation as we present it to you of his coming to offer himself to the Lord as uh, a follower of the Lord, but called out. Let me just reread this letter to you. In the past three and a half years, God has worked in my life in many areas. And I'm writing to you today to formally ask to become a licensed minister. I accepted Christ as my Savior in June of 1995 when our pastor presented the gospel at our church vacation Bible school. Our youth group would go to Trinity Pines for camp, and in the summer of 2002, God called me into ministry. My path was uncertain at times as I navigated both the media side and the music side of ministry. I knew I was called to serve him, but that calling was not fully set in stone until 18 months ago. In May 2016, I started having a lot of thoughts on what a music ministry would look like if given the opportunity to lead one. It was happening so much that I started writing them down and ended up with a ministry model that I'm using now as the interim worship pastor for the contemporary service at Sagemont. I simply prayed and asked God for an opportunity to lead in this capacity. If it was in his will... And the first time Sarah and I were obedient to God's call on our lives was when we said yes to the job opportunity at Sagemont. Since then, we've seen nothing but faithfulness and blessings from God. I knew if I asked for an opportunity and he presented me one, that I would take it. I had no idea that it would be right here at Sagemont. The last year has only affirmed even more that this is what God is calling me to, to do. I love shepherding people. The biggest joy I have in this job right now is the time I get to spend with my team as we study the Bible on what it means to be a true worshiper of God. I'd love to someday be an ordained minister and finish my degree, but right now I'm asking my church to license me as a minister. Now, Josh leads the contemporary music uh, service every Sunday morning. Now, he does a lot of other things, but uh, Josh, where are you? There he is. Come on up here, buddy. Let's praise the Lord for this young man. I'm going I'm to let you. I know how you're going to vote before he ever gets up here, but I'm going to let you look at him real, real close. This guy, I really love him. We spend some time together in the office, and, and he just melts my heart when he starts talking about what God does in his life day by day. Josh, we're real thankful that you've made yourself available. I'm going to make this formal. If you approve of licensing 
this young man, and I can assure you that he'll stand the close-up test. I want you to indicate it by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? I know you hear better than I do, but I don't hear anybody. Do you? Oh, you'll go for that? All right. This is chairman of our deacons. This is the license. Let me read it to you, Josh. And his middle name is Allen. If you want to write a check out to him, just write Josh Allen. Anytime, not just tonight, but anyway. Who has given evidence that God has called him into the gospel ministry, was licensed to preach the gospel as he may have opportunity to exercise his gifts in the word of the ministry, in the work of the ministry. Sagemont Baptist Church, the date, and so forth. And signed by myself as your pastor. We've had time to talk in the, in the office, I said a moment ago, and I, I love his heart as we talked about just singing the gospel. Just when you got guys that love the word and know how to write music, and when you put the word of God to music, you got a way of spreading the gospel that is just very, very, very unique. And he's got that ability, and his heart is big as that television screen right there. And we're proud of you, buddy. God you bless you. Much. And we're going to be praying for you. Go right on down. How many of you have been a member of Sagemont Church less than two years? Less than two years. Would you just lift up your hand? Great. Let, let's welcome them one more time into the Sagemont. I'm, I'm not sure that they have gone to one of our deacon ordinations or to our communion service, which we will be doing also tonight. Uh, I'm so glad you're here because you're going to really get your money's worth. We're just going to be worshiping in every way we know how. Praising the Lord, reading the scripture, setting folks aside to be deacons, setting them aside to be ministers, and uh, we're going to go home rejoicing when this time is over. Now we're coming to the time of deacon ordination. For those of you that may not have been around a Baptist church, uh, our deacons are extremely important, extremely important. I want you to know that they are not here to run the church. They're not here as bosses. They are here to join as I am. I'm a minister, not a boss. They are ministers. We have our deacons. Uh, we want their spiritual gift to be used in the ministering to this more than 20,000 members of our church. We have now deaths weekly. We have people going to the hospital daily. We have a counseling center that remains busy when the doors are open. And we have many, many Bible study classes, many, many programs and ministries we do. But it's all about people. It's all about as he is, so we're to be in this world. And God came up with a plan through Jesus Christ in the New Testament that when the church was established, that those would be called out, they were qualified scripturally to be deacons. And we have taught those at Sagemont. We have chosen our deacons. You have chosen our deacons. And as you voted just a couple of weeks ago, everyone on the ballot was selected. Then the vote was 100% for most, and the worst was 99.7% of the vote. That's pretty good on a Sunday morning of saying we're in one accord. We are here to serve the Lord and to be the church that God wants us to be. We are very fortunate to have one of our seminary guys, one of our leaders among our young seminarians, Dr. Hudson Hanks, and he is now chairman of the deacons. And he didn't get that position by missing a meeting, okay? 
That's the way that some of us preachers get some of these honors is we don't go to the meeting and we get elected and get called on the phone. But he was cautioned, warned, and agreed that he would serve and lead the others that are ministers that we call deacons. So Hudson Hanks, would you come, please, sir? And uh, let's thank Hudson Hanks to, as he is our chairman this year for the work that he does. He doesn't make any money here, but in heaven he'll be rewarded for all this work, all right? Greetings, church family. It is my distinct honor and privilege uh, to be the, your, your deacon chairman here at Sagemont. And so we are moving forward with ordaining a new person into the deaconate. And so before we begin on that, I just want to uh, give a, a word of encouragement and thanks to the Deacon Ordination Council. And that was led by Mike Watson, our immediate past deacon chairman. Thank you, Brother Mike. And those that served on that were Tony Minchu, Pete Smith, Sam Kreitz, Leo Rodriguez, Billy Burke, Jimmy Breedlove, James Myers, and myself. So, guys, thank you so much for your counsel as we presented the deacons that, um, that came forward. So, at this time, I want to introduce our new deacon that we'll be ordaining tonight. Uh, that's Mr. Carlos Pagan. Mr. Carlos, will you stand up? And your sweet wife, uh, your sweet wife, Nuni, please stand up. Thank you so much. We are delighted to have you, and we look forward to serving with you, our church. So um, if you want to know a little bit more about Brother, uh, Brother Carlos, it's in tonight's Wednesday update, and I just encourage you to read that. Thank you so much. So um, anyway, we will be moving forward with the remainder of the ordination, Pastor. that are going to be laying on the hands to get ready. Carlos, would you just come and kneel here at the front? Uh, we thank the Lord for your willingness to serve. I told him a while ago, and it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, that uh, he got one negative vote, one. And I, his wife was sitting beside him, so I asked her if it was her. <laughs> and she assured me it wasn't, so we're going ahead with this, all right? But it's so wonderful to welcome you to your willingness. And let me tell our folks and you what we're fixing to do. In the New Testament, when the deacons were set aside, they were set aside to minister to the widows. They were set aside to go along the side of the hurting, to help our Savior putting some hands and feet and voices and love and real heart into ministry, that they be called out and that they would live according to the requirements of the scripture. And I'm not going to go into all those requirements, but Carlos, you meet every one of them. We found as the team was looking that uh, you have served the Lord faithfully in days gone by. And we just feel like you represent our Lord well and you represent our church well. And we are behind you 100%. We want you to know that your labor is not in vain. I want your wife to know there's going to be times when you wonder, where is he? <laughs> I wish you didn't go to so many meetings. Well, we don't have a whole lot of meetings, but we have a whole lot of ministry. And we want you to know that we're going to pray for you as your pastor. I promise you to pray for you by name. I have a way of trying to pray for all of our teachers, our deacons, our staff. And we just feel so blessed that you said, yes, I'll serve if you will send me out and that's what we're doing 
And so what we want to do is to bring our deacons, if you guys would come, that are going to lay on the hands because of the size of our deaconate, which is over 100 deacons. Uh, we're just going to have called and asked some to come and to pray over you. And uh, we're going to do it right now. And all of you that are there and me here, uh, and I'm going to come down and close with the laying of hands on uh, Carlos. But would you just pray right now with me, and then, men, would you go proceed? Our Heavenly Father, this is a very special moment for our church. We're not here to do church rituals. We're here to be reminded that this is the way you chose to do it. You told us that you would build your church. You told us to call out men that were of good report, that would come where uh, the, the home represented godliness. We thank you for our brother's family, his dear wife, all that he has been about. We have seen him. We've heard him. We know that from all that is within us that he represents you well. And I pray, dear God, that you will protect him from the evil one. As we watch as spiritual leaders fall, it breaks our heart. But we desire more than anything for this church to be your bride, to represent you well. So God, would you just bless this moment by the presence of your Holy Spirit as we invite your spirit here to empower this godly man for the magnanimous challenge that is ahead of him to represent you in word and in deed. So bless him, I pray, in a way that, will, that he will know that you are in him, ready to do your work through him. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, would you just pray with head bowed for a few moments while these come and lay on hands.
You know, the scripture says, for they that have used the office of a deacon well, purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. As we send Carlos out on the battlefield, as we, as we have this time when we make a recommitment of our lives to follow our Lord and to listen carefully to the counsel of leadership, we know it infuriates Satan, but it glorifies God. And I just pray that God will just allow this man to just be filled with the Spirit every single day. I pray that those of us that are in the family will pray for him as we do for the other deacons and staff and church leadership. That's what it's all about, following Jesus every step of the way. So thank you, Lord. We praise you for what you have done. Now we have the certificate that we would like to give. Brother Hudson, would you just, uh, yeah, just hand it to me and let me go. Carlos, would you come back, please, sir, and I'll meet you halfway. <laughs> and let me read this. A certificate of ordination to Carlos Pagan, having been chosen one of good report, full of the spirit and of wisdom, and capable of using the office well, was set apart publicly to the office and work of a deacon at Sagemont Baptist Church, March 28, 2018. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much. God bless you. Now, we have two deacons I want to introduce to you that are coming back on our deacon body. David Brown. Uh, where is David? Uh-oh. How about Doug Collins? They might have already resigned. Well, we don't have to vote on their resignations, don't we? I mean, do we? All right. Well, they're not here, so they're not going to get to participate. Deacons, would you come join me around the table here? We're going to go now into the very special time. This is one of the, the very meaningful things that we do as a church body. This is the ordinance. You know, we have the ordinance of baptism. We have the ordinance of communion or what we call the Lord's Supper. You remember this was given. God chose to do it this way. The bread representing the broken body and the juice, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross. His body broken, blood shed for us. And here's what he says. As often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. All of us that are believers in Christ and are baptized believers in the New Testament, baptized believers gathered together and they took the supper and they did it in remembrance of him. There's nothing magical about it. It is symbolic, but it is very meaningful. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. Just think, this Sunday we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Think about that. Think about that. He's alive. He is alive. But so is Satan, and he's still at it. And if you have not already read, the leader of our denomination has taken a major fall because of a problem of sin 
That's the way the devil works. Right at the top. Pray for our deacons. Pray for the pastor. Pray for the staff. Pray for your Bible study teacher. Pray for your spiritual leader. Because the devil's going about like a roaring lion. To see whom he can devour. But he that's in us is stronger than he that's in the world. Amen? Amen. And so let's stand against him. Because the Bible says no weapon that's formed against us is going to prosper. If, we're the, if we are the children God wants us to be. So let's pray. And they're going to serve. And if you're a baptized believer, you don't have to be a member of Sage My Church. But if you're a baptized believer and follow the Lord Jesus Christ and part of the family, you are invited to take. This is not Sagemont's Supper. It is the Lord's Supper, and we will give it in remembrance of him. Father, bless now as we serve one another the cup and the bread. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. As you receive the cup and the bread together, just hold them if you would, and I will lead us as we bring, the, uh, as the time comes to, to bring it to our lips and to remember him. Would you join me in singing uh, this wonderful song, The Old Rugged Cross? If we could put the words up for that, I'd appreciate it. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and shame and i love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain so I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown to the old rugged cross I will ever be true its shame and reproach gladly bear then he'll call me someday to my home far away where his glory forever I'll share so I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my Sovereign die? Would he devote 
that sacred head for sinners such as I. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Was it for crimes that I had done? He groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond degree. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Come Behold the wondrous mystery In the dawning of the King He the theme of heaven's praises Robed in frail humanity In our longing, in our darkness Now the light of life has come Look to Christ who condescended, took on flesh to ransom us. Scripture tells us that they first took the bread. When they broke it, the Lord said, This is my body, which is broken for you. And after the bread was taken, the cup was presented. And it was presented that this is my blood, which was shed for you. The blood of Christ cleanses from all sin. The question is, are you washed in the blood? If you haven't, let this night be a night. As you watch this wonderful thing that the Lord gave us that we call communion or the Lord's Supper, it's for his kids. And he just is saying, please don't forget me. Remember me. I'll see you again one day. 
So as we take the blood, this is my blood which was shed for you. We know that was Friday. We know that when Jesus died. And we know that on Sunday morning he rose from the grave. I always enjoy communion, but I think this is the best time of the year to take it. We just have a chance to just think back at all God's done, how he chose this and how he reached out and touched us. When he said, it's all finished, eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he, what? Comes again. Let's say it together. Comes again. Jesus is coming. Amen? Amen. He's coming. And he's coming back not to see America. He's coming back to take his saints home to be with him. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. For our loved ones that are gone, they're absent from the body, and they're present with the Lord. When we know that God has a way, and his way is the way of the cross. And so may God bless us for this moment together. And may God use this in your life. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you will just take these moments and put them, brand them into our memory. This is a fresh commitment on our part that we will not forget. It is a moment of thinking back, confessing sin, repenting of sin, turning from it, and moving on with you. And so, Lord, would you just bless every one of your kids. Would you become very personal to them right now? As the clock ticks and the seconds will be gone in just a moment, may this be a time of a recommitment on our part to follow you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I just remain for just a moment seated. And Deacons, you can go ahead and and uh, return to your seat. <clears throat> I hope that all of you are making plans to be here on Sunday uh, or Saturday, as we know, and uh, pray for good weather. That cross time is very very special and as we go our way tonight I want us to make a covenant with each other that between now and Saturday night that we'll be praying Lord bring the sinners <laughs> bring people to you and may every song is sung every word is spoken every greeting in the hall every scripture that's read will all be about him and how much he loves us that he would give his life a ransom for many. I don't think I introduced. Nuni, would you stand? The, the, this is the wife of Carlos. And you know that's the reason we chose you, Carlos, was your wife. But would you all stand together? Come down here with me, would you? We're fixing to close the service. And uh, I want you to come and stand with me. Or, just stand right here. I'm going to come down there and join you in just a second. Would everyone stand for a moment? If you're a guest, please don't just walk out uh, until we've had a chance to greet you. 
Uh, I want you to look around, and if you don't know the person by you, when we get through praying, it's all right for you to introduce yourself to them, and then they in turn introduce themselves to you, uh, because we don't want to have strangers around here. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord. And uh, as we have this very special time at Easter to have communion, what a good time to meet new people. Pray for this, all of those services. We'll have people here, and we'll have those like one preacher was telling me again, I've heard this story over and over again about the guy that said every time he comes to church, all they do is preach on the tomb and sing He Lives. Well, of course, you know how many times he comes to church every year. And, and, we, will, and we will have some of those here, I guarantee you. But we'll try to work in some other stuff that maybe they haven't heard, all right? So pray for all of us that will be singing, preaching, greeting, welcoming, and uh, let's go our way rejoicing tonight, okay? Our Heavenly Father, we praise you for who you are. You're King of kings and Lord of lords. And I pray, God, that a blessing will come now on all of us individually. And that blessing would be a reminder of how great thou art. We cannot imagine, Father, what it was like to send your son, your only son, to die on an old rugged cross in order that we could be born again. Praise your holy name. And so we go our way tonight, confident of the fact that you're coming again. We're confident of the fact that you're alive and that your Holy Spirit is still touching hearts around the world every second. And would you bless our missionaries tonight, wherever they might be. For some, it's early morning. For some, it's midday. But as this globe is being surrounded with the gospel... May the power of the blood have an opportunity to bring lost sinners to you and be born again and to become heirs of yours and join heirs with Jesus Christ. In whose name we pray, amen.